It's Elite POV. Coming live to your area on twitch.tv. We are your number one place for everything in the world of all elite wrestling. And just remember, when you're with us, you'll always be elite. Yo, it's clear to see when you open up your feed that ain't nobody better than Elite POV. We bring the heat to your screen every week cause ain't nobody better than Elite POV. So understand every time that we speak that ain't nobody better than Elite POV. Our three letters is all you'll ever need cause ain't nobody better than Elite POV. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Elite POV, where it's podcast time, and you know what that means. I'm your host today. My name is Kyle Masters, fresh from AW Dynamite in Toronto. Yeah, you can see me wearing, if you're watching the YouTube or Twitch side of things, you can see me wearing the AW Toronto shirt that I bought there like a mark that I am. But my name is Kyle Masters, like I said, folks. Welcome into Elite POV. I'm joined by one co-host today. Uh, Ant and Phil cannot be here today, so I'm joined by the one, the only, 10-star, Jackie R. Jackie Rodriguez. Yes, 10-star, and, you know, very appropriate that you say 10. Ah, ah, you see where I went there? You like that little segue, (laughs) because your girl came prepared, representing a little bit of uh, Canada since... It was the AEW debut in Canada this week, you know, repping a certain uh, perfect 10 that uh, made his return in Toronto this week. So, and, yeah. And the return of the perfection gimmick, which is interesting. I didn't think he would ever go back to that, but uh, it's because uh, everyone. Especially when there's a, I was about to say, especially when there's another guy running around with a 10 gimmick yeah. in the company. Literally That's a little his name interesting. Is 10. And so he kept he keeps telling the crowd to do the ten thing too, and I'm like, oh, well, that's gonna work. Battle for the ten, <laughs> I guess so. He's gonna got, have just gonna have to fight to the death for it. He's got a new theme too, which is like, it, it's it's almost like done almost in the way of his WWE theme, like the way it was produced. So that that was interesting. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, we'll talk about that and more, guys. All all about dynamite this week. Uh, which made its international debut, and they uh, went to Toronto first for their first international show. I got to be in attendance for that very last minute. I only got my ticket, like, it was Sunday or Monday I got my ticket. Um, not Phil on the podcast, Phil, my f- friend Phil here that I, in the city that uh, that lives here, which I call No Cell Phil, um, messages me on, I think it was Sunday, it was either Sunday night or, like, Monday morning. He's like, there are sweet tickets left that are cheaper than the one hot, like the lower bowl. I'm like, well, you know what? Whatever. Let's just go. Let's just buy them. Why not? Let's just go. So we ended up getting the tickets. Little did I know that we only, we basically had the suite to ourselves. So on Ticketmaster, Jackie, the suite gave you three rows of tickets to buy, right? And there's like, I think it's six or five in each row. Um, okay. So when we bought them, he got them, and I checked. I think it was Tuesday or, like, the day of the show. I went and ticket match and saw they were all sold out. I'm like, okay, we're going to be sharing a whole suite with people. It's cool. bunch of wrestling fans in a suite. Sounds like a party to me. So I, I ended up getting there first. 
depends who you ask, but yeah. Yeah, I know. It depends on which kind of fan show up, too. Because trust me, there are some fans there where I'm like, oof, please don't be in my suite. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. Um, so I get to the suite first. I actually ended up getting in the arena extremely early, probably by mistake. The poorly designed uh, by the people who had to run, I guess, the arena staff because... So the meet and greet people, because I got to I got to meet what which is you know, I got to meet Jamie Hader, literally like one of my female division heroes, and it was the best thing ever. You guys saw it's in my display picture now. Yeah, don't don't glaze that one over either, because <sighs> that that's that's a that's a big deal yeah. right there. You know, we're gonna get to the sweet story in a bit here. I gotta talk about that right away because um, we were just at all out weekend. We did the fan fest, right? So cool. We got to meet so many wrestlers. I was, like, super cool with all, like, the wrestlers I met, everyone that I met that weekend at, at All Access. Wasn't nervous for anybody. It was just, like, talking to, you know, like, a friend of mine. And I, I would, like, again, I wasn't nervous at all. I got up to the front of the line for, I was the second person in line to meet Jamie Hamer. So I got there pretty early. Um, And I go up to her. <laughs> I start shaking my head instantly. She's like, what's wrong? I'm like... I don't know. I'm just really freaking nervous, and I don't know why. And she's like, "What? It's only me. It's only Jamie. Like, I'm not special." And like, she was like calming me down first. I'm like, "Man, I don't even know what to say." Like, I, 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 I told her, "I'm like, I, I'm like, I was at all a weekend, and I met so many of you guys. I, I've never felt this starstruck before." And then I, we started talking about like her stardom stuff, and she lost her mind. She's like, "No one brings up my stardom matches. Like, thank you for bringing that up." <laughs> So she was really nice about that. She's a sweetheart. Oh, my God. Jamie Hader is a sweetheart. And we got a selfie together, a picture together. Um, I asked my boy, AEW Security. Shout out to you guys. Take the picture for me because I was there alone at that point. Oh, always L- thanking security. Love my security boys. <laughs> um, and then, uh, like, as I was leaving, I told him, like, literally, whatever happens with you in your career, just, you know, you, you'll always have me as a, you always have me to support you. And I wish nothing but the best. And then, like, she was... She was like heartfelt. Like she she almost like teared up, and I'm like, oh, it couldn't have gone better. I'm just plain and simple. It couldn't have gone better. That whole mean greet experience. Anyway, so as I'm leaving, so this goes back into the sweet story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as I'm leaving, um, I I leave out the doors. It was in this room. I leave out the doors. And I'm like, I don't know where to go. There's no signage. There's nothing. And I walk towards where like the the pre security scans are for, but people are not being let in the building yet. I'm like, I just did a mean greet. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, just come in. Just come in. So I go in. They're not even done setting up the merch stands. That's how early I was. <laughs> I went up to the merch stand. They only had this shirt available. <laughs> so I'm like, are you open? And they're like, uh, kind of. And I'm like, can I buy that shirt? She's like, okay, sure, why not? So I bought a shirt. Uh, so I'm staying there. I really don't even know where to go. There's, like, no signs on how to get to, like, the... Uh, the suite. So I'm like, I don't even know where the hell to go. So I'm standing there, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at my phone and to my left, I can see some movement. I just hear this like high pitched voice. I'm like, can you help me with this? I turn to my left. It's Leva Bates and they're setting up the AW heels table and I help her put the, the ring skirt on or the ring skirt, the, the table skirt on. I start talking to her for a little bit. God, you really are the nicest person yeah. on this damn <laughs> podcast. Like unbelievable. So I start talking to her. I'm like, oh, who's, who are you out here with? And she's like, oh, Amanda. I'm like, oh, I'm going to stay here because I want to say hi to Amanda again. And she came out. She she recognized me. She remembered me. And we got to talking again. Uh, I swear to God, me and Amanda are going to be best friends by 
after the next couple events, I, I'm telling you right now, me and Amanda Huber are going to be best friends. Just saying. Because <laughs> we are shooting the shit like we were two best friends meeting up at a coffee shop. Literally, it was just those type of conversations. She is the nicest person in the world. Her she's the sweetest soul. Amanda Huber, I cannot wait to meet you again. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was cool. And then I finally, you know, they finally started to open, and I had one security guard tell me, oh, just take this elevator to up to the suites. I'm like, oh, okay, th- sweet, thank you. So I'm not standing around looking like an idiot. <laughs> like, I, I'm like the only fan that's there. <laughs> no one else is there. <laughs> no one's been let in the building yet. So I go up to the suites. I'm the first one in there. And I'm like, holy shit, this is so cool. So I sit, I wait and wait. It's getting close to AW Dark Time. No one's in my suite. And my the no cell phone came later. He finally came with uh, our friend of ours. I'm like, man, look how sweet this is. Only one other person showed up, Jackie. That whole night. It was, we had the entire suite to ourselves. No one else showed up. How is that possible? Though? And it was sold out on Ticketmaster. I'm like, who bought all these seats and didn't show up? <laughs> Unless they move weird. people down. I'm going to assume they move people down. Into the 100s. That's that's my assumption. People upgraded because there's only one other person in there mm. for an entire suite. But it was sweet, pun intended. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was again first AW show. I've that's like on my historic. I've gone to so many historic AW events. I might as well just keep doing it, right? I went to the first Dynamite, the first Full Gear, uh, the first Forbidden Door. Now the first international show. Um. Got to make it, got to keep going. Next year, they're playing the UK show. I might as well, you know, I'm probably going to get to that one somehow, unless we do it as a group. I'd love to go to the UK and hang out with Carrie while we go see the AW UK show next summer. That'd be neat. That would be great. My yeah. my passport's in working order. I mean, we can make it happen. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, yeah. Enough of my stories here. Um, going to AW Dynamite this week. And anyway, again, live in Toronto. Um, actually, we'll talk about the first thing that that they announced prior to Dynamite, Jackie, which is massive. And speaking of Canadian yes. in Canada, Renee Paquette is officially all elite. And it was said in the dirt sheets about I think it was earlier in the day or the day before that she's most likely going to be AW bound. I mean, we kind of all seen it, right? Like we all seen that coming that she was going to be eventually. Um, but you know there was still the the chance that she could go back to the the, the, the WWE, and that was fine too. But is this is great? This was a big, big, big signing. Um, they threw her right into the wolves. Literally, first episode, she introduced Christian right at the beginning. She did a bunch of backstage interviews, um, which is fantastic. She's a good personality to have, right? She's uh, well known for her stuff like that. She's really good at her job. Um, and if mm-hmm. they plan on doing a bunch of like, it's it's gr- perfect timing as well because. Warner and Discovery have come out and said that they plan on, they, they love how much they, like, how crazy AEW's been, and they want to start doing more, like, non-wrestling stuff with AEW. Who do you have here that you just signed that would mm-hmm. be a perfect, you know, host personality type of person? Renee Paquette. You still got Dasha there, too, that she can do stuff, too. She's excellent right. in her job with that as well. So they have two, like, prime people to do this stuff with, so... Um, this was a big signing, but what do you, would you, I know you're, you went nuts. Absolutely. Went I, nuts. I marked the hell out. I love Renee. Um, I've been listening to her podcast the sessions for, for a while now, pretty much since the inception. Um, I tend to like, listen a lot more to her 
interviews that she does with wrestlers, but every once in a while I'll stray and, and listen to some of the stuff that she does with the non-wrestling uh, guests that she has. But she just has such a personality about her that is very down to earth and relatable. She's just a likable person, genuinely. Um, I think with AEW, where it it where it pertains to like a lot of the backstage correspondence, um, it, it hasn't very much gelled for me um, with the personalities. But with her, I think she can get a lot more out of people with those backstage segments. But not just with that. I think she has that overall personality that if they ever wanted to transition her, even on a part-time basis, to the commentary booth, she has that experience and can do that. Um, if they wanted to get her on an AEW-based podcast and, and you know transition the sessions into an AEW-based podcast, they can certainly do that too. But she just has um, that flexibility and that capability of really just being an in-the-pocket person to do that. She's just like, like I said, she's just that very relatable and likable person. And I'm sure it also benefits her to mm. um, to be on that schedule now with John Moxley and, you know, being that they're co-parenting and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's a, certainly a perk for them to be on the road together more. Um, but it was just a fantastic signing. Um, great news. I kind of wondered, I mean, aside from the fact that, yes, she's a mom and everything like that, I was kind of like, what took you so long? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because she's a great get. Um, I'm just very excited to see, you know, how she grows within the company and just the fact that now they just got Soraya into the company and knowing the the friendship and the bond that the two of them have together. (laughs) um, I'm sure they're, you know, Soraya is very excited to have her there also. So, I mean, it's just, it's a very, very great get i'm so yeah. excited for that yeah and again she's a a personality that's well known right it's like she's got mm-hmm. that the, the, the name backing to it just like when they signed soraya for this women's division she's not only a great wrestler she's got the name factor behind it so um this was awesome i'm glad they opened up dynamite like that the crowd went nuts you know what and i, I want to say this and it, it, i know a lot of people that go to aw events when they re-watch back and they they listen to the noise the crowd noise doesn't do justice on TV. It's a lot louder in the arena than when you watch back on Yeah, always. on on TV or listen to the audio. It was loud when she came out. It was loud when FTR your boys came out. It was a lot louder than what I listened to on um sorry, the uh the replay of it. So, um yeah, the TV audio doesn't do it justice whatsoever. But anyways, um, great that they've got Renee in there. I, I'm excited for her future and what, what they have planned with the non-wrestling side of it. I know that mm-hmm. she's most likely going to be a huge part of that. So, um, you know, it was funny though. <laughs> and you know, I, I'm not for this whole, you know, the, we, we talk about all the time, but like that we're not the, the, the podcast and we're not the people that buy into this tribalism shit. And you know, we're not for that. We just ignore it. And we like what we like. We don't like what we don't like. We don't go out there and try to spread negativity. Um, what I found pretty funny was the, the meme that was going around of Tony Khan as Thanos and the, had the Thanos glove and it was everyone from Darby, Darby <laughs> backstage, backstage yeah. you know, <laughs> who are literally in the company. Well, one might be not be anymore, so we'll see. Um, and, and speaking of that, this kind of ties into what I want to talk out next or talk about next before we get right, right into dynamite. I tweeted out something 
while I was, you know, waiting in the concourse all awkwardly. Dude, I, I stood there. I was the most awkward person in the world. Like, I didn't know where to go. Like, I was stuck in, like, one place. And, like, Dasha and, and uh, Al- uh, Alex were just finishing doing their pre, like, the, the pre-show thing. And they're sitting there, like, editing it on their on their phone. I'm like, I don't know if I should be here right now. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, Waiting to get kicked out. Yeah. So I looked at the merch stand, and while, like, they're taking out more merch, and they start setting up one in the glass, and I'm like, that's the Elite shirt. I'm like, oh, that's the Elite Canada shirt. Well, that's interesting. Let me tweet this out. Not thinking, like, five minutes after a tweet, I'm like, oh, no, wait. What if I... I know, like, it's not like I wasn't supposed to, but I'm like, I knew what it was going to start, a shitstorm. And sure enough, the tweet has, like, almost 1,800 likes right now and a hell of a lot of, quote, retweets with people either freaking out or going, and being a crouton. Um, Oh, my God. As soon as I saw that you tweeted that out, I was like, Kyle basically burned Twitter to the ground. Because everybody's like, I want to have hope. Yo, I've seen I want to have picture. hope that the elite is going to show up. I've seen that picture be used in a bunch of stuff and other, like, no cell phone show me Reddit and people are spreading it all around Reddit. I'm like, yo, that's my exact picture. <laughs> Where my photo cred? <laughs> yeah, there's no such thing as freaking photo cred. Uh, hey, ever, I, like, I tag Kimber last. Every time we use one of her pictures for a thumbnail, I make sure that we tag her. That's because you're a decent human being. <laughs> but I'm like, when I t- when I took that photograph of Hangman Adam Page holding the casino uh, chip in Philadelphia, and that shit went like blew up. I saw that everywhere, and I'm like, nobody's. Fo-. I'm like, this is a great photo, and nobody's crediting for me. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> people, I know it's my photo, and I know people are gonna steal it. Yeah, it, it, it it's it belongs to the internet now. One person that I did want to meet there and I couldn't because I was in line waiting for Jamie Hader was, uh, uh, was it, what's her, what's her Twitter name? Is it Mel Combat Art or Com something? Mel Coleman. Coleman Art. Yeah. So I was literally like around the, where she was like tweeting out where her location was trying to get, to give away these things that she makes. I the was, Daniel, the, uh, the Brian yeah, Daniels. I was literally around the corner from her. I literally could have walked like, um, like 30 seconds around the corner and I would have found her cause I knew exactly where she was. Cause I know that area. And I'm like, I can't move. <laughs> oh, my God. And I, Shout out I, <laughs> to Mel Coleman. She's one of my favorite artists on, on Twitter right now. Like, her artwork is the most breathtaking, phenomenal freaking artwork. Unbelievable realism. So just, like, shockingly. Like, I look at it. I'm like, this looks like a photograph. And I'm like, no, this is actually somebody's look at artwork. This photograph. <laughs> <laughs> but so, Maybe so man. damn talented. <laughs> Yes, yes, Canadians. <laughs> like it's just an all Canadian episode. We're yeah, just that's doing why I got the flag today. there, right there, guys. Uh, but yeah, I really wanted to meet her. I didn't want the I didn't want the photo. That's why I DM'd her. I'm like, I don't even want you to to, to, to enter your contest. I just want to meet you. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, sweet person too. I know, I know. I wish I got to meet her. There'll be other shows. It's all right. Um, because I really didn't want to get out of line because it's a second in line to meet Jamie Hater. I and I passing that opportunity up. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> um, anyways, um, what was I was going to say, oh yeah, the shirt. Um, so yeah, that happened with the shirt. Um, again, which was interesting. Um, for as far as I've heard, um, that's still tied up. And as far as what came out in the news saying that, uh, both sides haven't heard from AEW, 
that's most likely because CM Punk is threatening legal action. Um, from what I've heard, it's due to the fact that he, all, well, they want to buy him out, right? They don't want him in the company anymore because the elite are threatening to walk if he does stay. You know, I mean, things could change later on, right, guys? Like, things could change two months from now, three months from now. You know, they could swallow all their prides and make up. You never know what happens. But uh, as of right now, you know, they he wants to get, Tony Khan wants to buy him out, but then he's threatening legal action, so. Freaking painful. They're basically the out of standstill. The whole situation <laughs> is painful. Yeah. Like, you know, we went that long, you know, with without Kenny Omega because of the injury and the surgeries and things like that. And he's back for like a few weeks. And now we're without Kenny again. And that is like the biggest thing. And I'm not throwing any shade. I swear to God, I'm not throwing any shade to the Young Bucks. But the Kenny thing is freaking killing me yeah and the fact that they had their canadian debut and kenny omega did yeah. not get to be a part of that show it's is just like yeah. it that's that's painful excuse me i drink water here um, uh ascended is asking wait hold on kyle i gotta ask over or under the times you marked out at that show i'm setting it at five uh, i wouldn't necessarily because after i met jamie hater i was pretty much in shock the rest of the night <laughs> like I, I couldn't, my nerves were shot the rest of the night. I'm telling you right now, ascended after meeting her, like I was shaking for like the good first hour of dynamite. Cause like, I couldn't believe that I actually met her and I, I've wanted to meet her for a very long time. And I even, like I told her straight, there's, I've had a, I had a long conversation with Jamie. I'm not going to sit here and explain everything, but like I went over, I'm like, I told her, I'm like, as soon as you were like debuting, I'm like, there's something like about you. Like I, I couldn't figure it out, but there's something that, I saw something special in your in-ring ability and I, and she, Oh God, she almost cried. And I'm like, then I started following you in your stardom journey. I'm like, Oh my God, your stardom matches were unreal. And then we started talking about stardom for like 10 minutes and it was always oh, awesome. Um, but anyways, yeah. Uh, back to what I was saying, I only marked out, I think pretty much for the, obviously the Sean Spears thing. When FTR came out, I was part of that huge ovation because they're the best right now, right? Um, and uh, you know, I, 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 I was shocked. I was, I don't think, I wouldn't say I marked out, but I was shocked when Orange Cassidy won. Because that whole match, I'm like, nah, Pac's winning. Pac's winning. <laughs> that whole match, I was like that. Man, <laughs> if he would have won respectfully, I would have flipped my shit. I'm just saying, like right now, as much as I love Pac, I would have flipped my shit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that's. I think it was the Sean Spears thing mostly, obviously, because <laughs> he grew up 45 minutes away from that arena. Um, but anyways, yeah, if we're tying back here, what are we talking about before? Oh, the Elite shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So that sucks. And but, just and, and the Elite not being there. Yeah. It was a good show, though. And speaking of, we'll get into it. Uh, AW Dynamite. Um, Dark Before was great. I, I you know, I, I suggest people to watch it. It was fun. Um. There are a lot of fun matches in it. There's one match that had these like two like weird looking blonde twins wrestle. I'm like, who the hell the are these the, guys? Oh, the Da Vinci twins. Yeah, and like I saw, and I'm like, oh wait, these are the guys that Jericho took a selfie with. I saw on Twitter. I'm like, I have no idea who the hell these guys are, but they they wrestled on dark. So there you go. <laughs> uh, Butcher and Blade, Butcher and Blade had a dark match, and the Bunny was with them, and Bunny got a massive ovation. She was wearing all red and white. 
um, which was awesome. She's from Toronto, so she got a massive, massive ovation. Um, it was cool. So watch Dark. Uh, but yeah, Dynamite itself, again, we opened with Renee with Christian. Um, Christian giving like the biggest Maple Leafs diss ever with his line in the beginning. I'm like, oof. If you're a Leaf fan, you felt that diss, okay? Like, you really felt that <laughs> that opening line diss. And that led into the Luchasaurus and, and Jungle Boy match. Now, I don't know if they're done with this yet. I think, you know what I think this is? And we were talking about it in the suite. I think this match, I think this is the end of Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I think this is what this was it. I think now, like, Jungle Boy Jack Perry is going to fade away and come back as just Jack Perry. Because, like, how, like... He just lost, like, yeah. he should have won. If this was the end of the feud, it should it should have been with, you know, Jungle Boy going over and Luchasaurus, you know, coming back towards the light. But he won. So my thinking is that Christian and him are staying together. They're going to go on more rampages. Like, not the show, but, like, more, like, dominance and, you know, I don't know, I guess, pun intended, I guess. But uh, just more beat down streaks. And then eventually Jungle Boy is going to come back as Jack Perry. My guess. I could be wrong. That's just my opinion. That would be really cool. Just shooting here. But uh, what do you think, Jackie? Yeah, no, a friend of mine had asked me about that because they were like, why are they suddenly bringing up the the Jack Perry name? And I thought to myself, I was like, well, I think that they're going to slowly start trying to transition him out of that Jungle Boy gimmick and try to like make him more serious and take him out of the like, I hate to use the term like cartoony, but it is kind of a cartoony gimmick. Um, but yeah, I'm like, eventually, like we thought, you know, going back that this particular match was going to take place prior to the Christian cage match. Like we thought that this was going to be the stipulation match basically for him to get to Christian cage. He was going to have to get through Luchasaurus. And then it went through the opposite realm. And it seems like this is kind of like more of the the money match, so to speak. But it's like it's kind of like all over the place at this point. The match itself was good, oh, but was we great. all know that <laughs> we all know that Jungle Boy delivers and stuff. And then that's not a knock to Luchasaurus either, because he's also like really talented in the ring. But there's something about Jungle Boy when he gets out there. He's just he's one of those um, can't miss competitors. Um, that freaking table spot, though scared the shit out of me because i don't know like from the tv angle it looked like the table was too far from the side of the ring it did yeah i saw that (laughs) and i was like they're not gonna freaking clear that shit like it's too far they gotta move it closer like oh my god this is gonna be a botch like whatever but they cleared it and i'm like okay well i guess i was wrong maybe it's because luchasaurus is so damn tall like they needed it to be further away but again mom mama jack's moment where i'm watching and i'm like Children, please, you're gonna get hurt. Like, stop doing this. Be Mama Jack's looking out, out for the wrestlers. Yeah, but no, the, the the match itself was good. But I'm just curious to know, like you said, with Jungle Boy taking the L, like how far are they gonna stretch this? Is this gonna be like a few where they're gonna keep going at it consecutively, or are they gonna give it a little bit of breathing room and then have him come back at a later time, and then you know go at it at another pay per view match? Okay. So Carrie puts that it was uh, Luke Perry's birthday on Monday, so they might have used uh, the Jungle Boy Jack Perry name as a tribute and use his real name on TV. Yeah, that's, that, that could be a thing too. Yeah, I could see that. 
It's just I I don't know what you do with the story then. If it if this is not Jungle Boy Jack Perry switching to just Jack Perry, like what was the point of Luchasaurus winning here? Like, do we really want to see this match go again? And that will be the time Jungle Boy goes over. Like, is that where they're heading towards here? Or like, I don't think Christian's actually injured. I thought that's like I thought that was just uh, you know I thought that was a work. Really? I thought probably, uh, why am I th- thinking that there was a work and he's not actually I don't know, I don't but like, I have, I have such a question though. Like, how was the table not a disqualification in that match? Like, that's the looming question for me too, because I'm like, it was never announced that this was a no DQ They always match. tread the line here in AW. So and and like, but yeah. then, but then I thought to myself, I'm like, well, Rick Knox is the referee. So anything freaking goes. With Rick Knox as the referee, so I'm like, ah, whatever. Okay, but yeah. I just like it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, no, you're right. <laughs> um, eight to nine months. Oof, you can't stretch this feud eight to nine months. So, if the end goal is not Jungle Boy and 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 Christian, then like, what do you do here? Like, what? Well, <laughs> Luchasaurus won, but like, how does Jungle Boy come back and? Like, well, Jungle Boy's gonna have to get the win eventually he's gonna have to get the win over luchasaurus he's not gonna like come up on the losing end of that he's the baby face in this and if wrestling you know formula plays out here he's gonna have to come up on the on the winning side of this so they're gonna have to come back to it at some point it'll be interesting to see what they do but uh as for the opening match fantastic they did a great job using that as the opening contest and you know the crowd was really fire into it they were Man, the Toronto crowd was hot throughout the night. They are hot from start to finish. Um, but that's just, you know, that could be because they have been waiting so long for this. So, um, but yeah, good opening match. Again, Luchasaurus going over. Um, now we had, this is interesting. So I want to talk about this tag team that they made. Warjo. Oh. That name made me cringe. I don't know if anyone else's name made me cringe. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why couldn't it be Samoa Joe and him feuding? Why do they have to be a team? And they took on the factory, and I'm like, oh, this is lame. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, this is, this is a dark match. <laughs> no, I mean, I have, see, I have some thoughts here. I have, I have some thoughts. <laughs> I mean, like, um, it was cool seeing the powerbomb thing. The crowd was into it, right? And we got what we got after. But as for, like, everything, not not counting everything that happened post-match. I'm talking about everything that happened match and just match included. Oh, War, War Joe. That just, again, that name just, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that seems lazy and useless. And you know what? Like, Wardlow's momentum's really, really slowing down. It's not good. It's an interesting approach in a way because you have two singles champions, not just two singles competitors, but you have two singles champions, two TV champions at that. And I'm like, do you really need to tie two of your TV champions I know one is a Ring of Honor TV champion, but I, I digress. In a tag team situation, I am not really about this in the long term. 
to do it once, twice, I'm okay with it because I'm not opposed to seeing two guys like Warlow and Samoa Joe be dominant forces against like whatever. Could they have chosen better opponents in the factory? I'll always say that they could have because I'm I'm not pro factory. I'm not pro QT Marshall taking up TV time. I'm sorry. I respect Ah, very much what I respect very much what he does for the company in terms of helping to train people and build new stars, but I really don't need to see him taking up dynamite TV time. I just don't. But I do not want to see this drag out for weeks at a time, meaning like the Wardlow and Samoa Joe thing. Like, yeah, it's like it's a it's a nifty little like catchy name, the Wardlow thing. But for me, respectfully, please do not tie your TNT champion up in a tag team situation. Let him go and defend his belt. I know (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you have a very thorough tag team division, you know, that you can showcase for tag team wrestling. That's plenty fine. I I have no idea. And I'm like, I get it. You just had, you know, Wardlow in a singles match, you know, against Brian Cage. So it's not like you're not doing anything with him in the singles division, but just like, please, for the love, for the life of me, I don't need to see this weekly. Yeah. And it's like, he's your TNT champion. When's the last time he defended that belt? I mean, yeah, it was recently, but like before I was that, say it's recently. not, it's not a lot though. It's not, they're, they're focusing more on this, the storyline with him and Samoa Joe and the embassy and like FTRs tie. It's just, it's too much. And it's, it just feels clustered and, it, it gets a little convoluted. It just, it feels like it's just, there's no like real like thought in an end goal with this. It's just, it kind of feels like it's just put together for the sake of getting them on TV kind of thing. It's probably not the reason to me. That's just what it feels like. Like it doesn't feel like this is legit and this is actually going to lead to something. That's why like I was there watching live and I was like, okay, come on, Joe, just turn around and hit Wardlow. Like crush him over the head with your belt do something. Let me start it. Let me see a few between these guys start something. And I'm like, oh, oh, my God. But could you imagine that feud? Like, could you imagine like freaking, you know, Wardlow, Samoa Joe going at it? That shit would be dope. That's what I hope. I mean, it would be cool. I mean, Joe, imagine like Joe even beats Wardlow. And he's, he's got both TV belts for both companies. <laughs> like that's that's something. Or even Wardlow beating Samoa Joe. And he's got both TV belts for both companies. That's another thing to transcend Warlow. Um, the one thing, too, is like Ring of Honor. That's another big topic, too, uh, about what's going on with that because there's really no news. The only thing I've read and I've heard and my assumption is is that so Ring of Honor um, is supposed to be, well, TK wants it on that streaming service that currently Warner and Discovery are trying to figure out. They've come out and said that that the their streaming service that they want to combine with also HBO Max might not be here until next summer. So like what do you do with Ring of Honor? Do you you don't you don't you, you can't really do this what you're doing now until next summer cuz by then it's going to be completely stale, no one's going to give a shit. Like yeah. And it's tough because do you do you even do it on YouTube? Do you get rid of one of the darks and put it on YouTube? Is that is that a solution? 
Or does I that... think it's an I think it's an interim solution. It's better than letting people just like fizzle out on it and having like no direction, at least having some direction. Yeah. I think you have to do something like even if it's that even if it's that say even if you can get an arena somewhere that you can rent out for multiple tapings if it's that that studio that you do dark out of sometimes and you just do a shit ton of ring of honor episodes and then you get those going like it, you have to do something you can't then just appearing on and off TV and you're switching the ring announcer around and the commentary around and there's a random Ring of Honor title match here, a Ring of Honor title match there. We're gonna have another battle of the belts and there's a Ring of Honor title match on it. It's just it's it's weird. You know, yeah, and, and it's like when you're when you're seeing the Ring of Honor World Championship defended more consistently than the TNT championship or the TBS championship, and it's just like, uh, let's not let's not do this. I don't know. It's 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 interesting, and they they gotta do something. They gotta do something, right? Um, I don't think anyone, everyone in the states gets fight though, Carrie. Right? You guys can't. You guys don't get fight TV, right? Like you guys can't watch. We we have we have we have fight. Oh, we okay. we just don't we just don't have the AEW plus oh, option. Okay. Yeah, but we have fight. Um. So yeah, then your boys came out. Uh, FTR massive ovation. Um, so happy, so damn happy. Your boy even dropped the the f bomb there. <laughs> they had to <laughs> blur out in the replay, which is hilarious. But uh, they just missed it too. It was just like half yeah. half bleeped. But yeah. it's like I I told him I'm like you know you got so excited you forgot where you were for a minute. You dropped that f bomb right out the <laughs> gate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then uh, they talked about uh, tagging on Rampage. I'm just fixing my camera. Um, and uh, and then ask the crowd, what time does Rampage start at? And like, obviously just for the Eastern people. Um, and everyone started. I, right away, okay? Like no one was saying anything. I stood out of my seat and I yelled, 10! You can, if you, li- <laughs> if you literally go back and watch and listen very carefully, you'll hear a guy in the background yelling, 10. That was me. Because <laughs> I yelled it from the suite up I'm there. I'm gonna have to go back and watch and yeah. listen with like headphones on. Yeah, and then he came out and I went nuts. And I'm like, okay, sweet, he's back with the ten gimmick. And um they gave the the big rig to to uh, what's his name? Aaron Solo. And that was it. So I'm like, ah. it was great. Sean Spears back. I'm like, ah. <laughs> and then uh him and Wardlow had that little uh little stare down with each other and then they kinda hugged. Just funny, but anyways, we're gonna move on. Talk about something exciting here. That was uh, Swerve and Billy Gunn. Uh, God is the <laughs> acclaimed ever over, and this might. I think Billy Gunn is more over with the acclaimed than he ever was with DX. I'm gonna say. It. I think this is the most he's he himself. Yeah, not DX. No. He himself has ever been over. No, that yeah. that is that may be valid because I was a huge, huge DX mark, and Billy Gunn was never my favorite. Really, not like did not strike me as like in the list. He was probably just like par on par with X Pac at the bottom of the list. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but no, he's like popular as hell right now and can can anybody look that freaking damn good at his age as he does because holy shit yeah he's like, like late 50s i think 
Oh my God. Impeccable shape. Like the dude takes his shirt off and I'm like, (laughs) he's how old? Like (laughs) he looks better than some of the freaking young guys. Like it's just um, like, dude, respect to him. He kept himself well. But yeah, the match was way, like they said in the chat, Adam said, it was way better than, than I expected too. And uh, I loved Max Cat. I'm glad he got to come out and, and rap. Dropped a couple Canadian uh, Canadian bars. One uh, one that flew over a lot of Americans' heads, but uh, if you knew the history of our Prime Minister, you and that bar would drop, would, uh, would get you. So um, he mentioned... Uh, the blackface and Trudeau. So Justin Trudeau, our prime minister, AKA our president for you Americans that don't know what a prime minister is. Trust me. I've had to explain that to people. So that's why I say that. Don't look at me like that, Jackie. Trust me. Some people are like, Oh, what? What's the prime <laughs> minister? Do you read a book? Like what's I, wrong? I with promise. You? <laughs> I promise we're not all that stupid. Anyways. Um, yeah. So in his history, it's been brought up in, in previous campaign, uh, stuff when he's had other parties going against him um, that uh, way back in the day, you know, during his, uh, his college years, he went to a Halloween party and my man did a black face went as a black person. Yeah. So that picture right. was used in, and spread around and I'm like, Oh, that, so that line was like, Oh, Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, and then the Austin Matthews line, Dan was great too. Um, but yeah. Um, anyways, the match, very good, very very good. Daddy Asman got was very oh again again he's the whole thing with the the claim are so over there, and it's awesome to see like homegrown talent like that started from the bottom now they're here you know shouts to Drake there's a pun in innuendo <laughs> there. Oh excuse me, <sighs> yeah the sushi burps I had sushi for dinner so. Oh yeah, lovely. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry I popped myself. Um, yeah so it was great. <laughs> Fantastic match. Um, and, uh, yeah, did, no, Swerve went over. I believe it was. Yes, because he cheated and he, yeah, held, he, the, uh, right. and he yeah. held the ropes. Yeah, which is great. Because he's Fantastic. sneaky Swerve, living yeah, up to the name. Swerve, yeah. Um, and they went to go do the scissor thing at the end. And then Marks, this is this was, okay, this was great. I'm loving this. The, the Now, like, the, the, this progression with this Mark Serling stuff, I loved it. It's It's fantastic. So he comes out and they have a document and the document says that they now own the, the, the rights to the term scissor me and that the acclaimed cannot use that word or say those words or else they'll be put on t-shirts or anything. <laughs> um, which is weird. Cause like, did you see Max Caster's tweet yesterday? Like promoting some sort of random, like some sort of rant. He, he was promoting some sort of random, like, uh, yes. Company the, uh, that said like scissor the- me on it. Yeah, the the hats and the but sweatshirts I don't think it was and his. stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, like he's saying that he owns the trademarks now. But he did say that he has some terms that he's willing to negotiate in order to give those uh, rights back. So I'm curious to see what uh, what those terms are. <laughs> the thing at the end that says "me daddy niece," and I'm like, oh, that was that was fantastic. Hated oh, that, but Lord. that was fantastic. Um, but it's like it's such. It's such goofy shit when you think about it. Like it really is. Like there, it's it's very silly and whatever. But it's like, what 
way can you get the crowd to hate you more than taking away this thing that they freaking love so much and which is the acclaimed doing this goofy scissor me thing so it's like how much more heat can you put on tony niece and mark right. sterling than to take away this beloved yep. scissor me <laughs> <laughs> um and then we had an mjf backstage interview which was uh really good my dude uh, and I tweeted right away after listening to that that interview on with Stokely. Um, I put them like MJF in twenty twenty four is going to become the most paid AEW wrestler. Yes, I think he's staying with the company. That's my opinion. You guys that want him to go to the Fed, you can want him to go to the Fed all you want. That's your opinion. You can do what you want with that. But I think he's staying, and I think he's going to be the most paid AEW wrestler, and he deserves it. Right. I think he 100% deserves it. He is money. He's money right now. He's an unbelievably captivating promo. Like, he's just... And sometimes I forget how young he is and how, like, fresh out the gate he is because he sounds like somebody that's been doing this forever. And there are people that have been doing this far longer than he has and cannot cut a promo that really just grips you the way that he does. And um, there's just really, there's levels to him that I don't think you can just necessarily teach that. I think you either have it or you don't. And he really does. Um, There's a certain level of realness to him. And I used to like, I got to say, like when he first debuted, he used to grind my gears so bad just on that <laughs> real heel shit where yeah. it's just like, oh, my God, it's that go away heat. Like, shut the fuck up and get off of my TV. Like, please, <laughs> I, I don't need freaking three segments a night with you on it. But it's just like the way that he's evolved the character where he is still that like really like evil conniving piece of garbage. But there's just something about him that when he talks, everybody shuts up and listens and he knows how to work his stuff. And like you said, when it comes time to put pen to paper again, I think he's going to be, he's, he's the guy that you want to stake your company on in the long run. Exactly. Um, and speaking of him, <laughs> interesting story. So I, 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 in between that, I had I went up just to go get a snack. As I'm coming back, I see like a bunch of security coming behind me. Like, okay, I'll let them go through. Who's following the security guards? MJF. He was literally a couple of suites <laughs> over from me doing that that whole thing with the Moxley and Hangman thing, which we'll get into in a second here. But yeah, just walk right by me. And I'm like, oh, oh, hey, hey, MJF. Hey, didn't want to say anything because I know you probably would have called me a mark or something. But um, <laughs> anyways. Um, yeah, that led into John Moxley and coming out, which was awesome. Uh, he got a greatly good ovation, um, pumped up the crowd. Hangman page ends up coming out after as well. And man, oh man, did hangman page ever cut one of the most emotional promos, emotional damage, emotional damage is freaking right. Um, man, it was emotional. It was and it was fantastic. Both those guys killed it. And then <laughs> MJF being up there in that suite took away out a lot of it because the crowd were just so fixated on him the whole time. 
and chanting MJF. And he's sitting up there with his poker chip. The one time, too, the first time they show him, he was, his chip was on the other side of the glass. We're looking over from the suite going, oh, my God, can you imagine if he drops that thing? <laughs> Someone <laughs> Somebody's next, going home with Someone's going to run out of the arena with it. <laughs> Anyways, um, but, yeah, that was, you know, he was there watching and staring down at them. But, yeah, Hangman got so into his promo to the point where he was, like, punching himself in the eyebrow and busted himself open and... Whoo-wee. I know a lot of people felt what he was cutting, especially that one line he dropped about, uh, you know, I can't sleep. I'm anxious. You know, I, I was it. I, I, I'm angry. I'm frustrated. Yeah. I'm like, you know, and the, the medicine's not That's working, but, but I'm still I'm here, still here yeah. because I'm a man. You know what I mean? And I could, <laughs> I could literally just, just do an entire freaking episode about, that yeah. damn promo because hangman remains without question um in in my eyes and i'm sure in many other people's eyes bar none the most relatable person or the most relatable character um in AEW. period yeah. um and he thrives on the the chip on his shoulder mentality when his back is up against the wall, when somebody is underselling him and, you know, belittling him, there's something about when Moxley goes up against him and is calling him kid. And, you know, basically telling him, like, you're not you're not a man, you're a boy. And Hangman has to remind him, he's like, you know, I'm just the same as you are. Like, I've I've put my like, you know, I've watched people be lowered into the ground i've brought new life into this world the same way that you have you know i've i've watched my friends disappear like you know like you know one by one some of them have flat out disappeared altogether reference to the elite over there um oh, yeah <laughs> but um that was a deep line the whole crowd yeah, went silent you know like, oh. and um just kind of like reminding him like you know we are one one and the same here like you're not gonna try to like infantilize me you know when we are literally on the same level we're we're peers here and huh like as somebody who has been in his shoes where i've had to fight that battle of people like you know trying to make it seem like you know you're not you're not a damn adult like you don't handle your shit and stuff like that and having to constantly prove yourself to be that person to like get that respect um man that shit like if that doesn't fire you up and make you want to freaking run through a wall like i don't know what the hell does and respect to moxley for not trying to strong arm him at the end exactly. of that promo yeah. because he could have been the guy to just be like oh you know like well f you i'm like this guy no 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 no. like when hangman goes to walk out of the like out of the ring he does this kind of like yeah shit like he got <laughs> me like you know what i mean yeah. like and i was like i love that touch respect shout out to moxley respect to moxley always the you know he always plays it right in the right in the pocket and knows exactly what needs to be done he doesn't try to overshoot somebody it's just like it's a lot of give and take and that promo was just like chef's freaking kiss <laughs> like un unbelievable the tension that you can cut with a yeah. knife 
Moxie saying, I don't believe you're that man who freaking oh, yeah, pushed me off man. the ladder. Like, um, and then Hangman saying, you're damn right. I'm not that man. Because at that point, I hesitated. Like, this time, I won't. And whew, just inject it all the way into Unreal. my veins. Bring us next week to freaking Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Let's fucking God. go. In John Moxley's home. Like, I, I remember, like, I don't think... When he was in the WWE, I don't remember them ever going to Cincinnati. They went to, like, Columbus and, like, places around. I don't remember them ever going to Cincinnati. So, for them, they're, they're going to, like, his exact hometown, which is incredible. It's going to be loud for him. Um, usually, like, from what we've seen, I wonder if, like, Hangman's going to get... He's most likely going to get some booze because it is Moxley's hometown. There's going to be some savage Moxley fans that don't care who his opponent is. They're just going to rip apart... <laughs> whoever he's playing or he's going to boo whoever he's facing. Right. So I, I can't wait. This match next week is going to be intense. And I really do think that MGF's going to cash in his chip on the winner, not at the event, but full gear It's whoever comes out of that match is going to be facing MGF at full gear. I think that's going to be our full gear main event. Oh, so I'm so ready. Yeah. So excited. Um, we'll move on here. And, uh, we had, uh, the main event, uh, Chris Jericho versus uh, Brian Danielson for the Ring of Honor World Champion. Or no, this wasn't the main event. I lied. This is the no. match that I thought was going to be the main event and was confused <laughs> when it came on at 9 o'clock. Because um, I'm sitting there going, oh, it's 8.58. We know what's coming up next. And it wasn't. <laughs> um, so, yep. yeah, I heard, I heard Brian Danielson's music. Or no, I saw, sorry, I was in the arena. I saw, what's his name? Um, the announcer, uh, Cruz. Bobby Cruz. Bobby Cruz. And I'm like, they can't do this match now. Or is there like another Ring of Honor match I don't know about that I forgot, right? And uh, sure enough, is the world title match. I'm like, okay, this is an interesting time. I'm like, then I started like doing like the whole Mark guessing, like, oh my God, that means the elites here. They're going to be in the main event. <laughs> started working yourself into a yeah, shoot, Yeah, working into a shoot, brother. Um, anyways, the, yeah, that we had this match. Uh, so it was Lionheart, Chris Jericho, and... Uh, you know, it was a great, another great match. These two are having some really banger t- matches together. But we get, again, Jericho defeating Brian Danielson. I'm like, interesting how they did this again and having him win again. Yeah. So I'm like, ooh. And then what they did with, with Daniel Garcia going, looks like he, he's turning on Brian Danielson, which I ultimately thought that they were going to do Chris Jericho and Brian, er, er, sorry, and Daniel Garcia at the pay-per-view to combine the titles, but I guess that's not happening. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I was just like, after that whole thing, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I what mean, is actually happening? Never say never. And I don't think that, you know, like, I know that people got, like, really up in arms when that was the the outcome of it. They're like, oh, they squashed the storyline too soon. Like, they they ruined the the element of surprise. And they should have, like, you know, like, they're, they're killing the, the long-term storytelling. Not necessarily. We don't know if this isn't, like, him having a crisis of conscience. Like, he thinks he's going to play out his loyalty to Jericho. But really, he is going to go with Danielson down the road. There could be like a million different ways for them to play this out. It doesn't mean they totally put the kibosh on it just yet. Um, Some people were really like, 
I, I always love when I see people like going to the, the freaking tape and they're zooming in and they're like, you can see that in his facial expression, <laughs> he had regret and remorse in his face after he did it. And I'm just like, how the hell are you studying like to down to the facial expressions? But um, you never know. No, like, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like the match itself was very good, but it's it's Danielson. And Jericho. So yes, it is gonna be it's gonna be good. That's just just two straight but, losses but, for Brian Danielson and especially to Jericho, the same person. So like how do you bounce back from that? What's the pay-per-view match gonna be? <laughs> but it's like it's two straight losses, but this one like it's on a it's on a you know like well, you a, can't have a rubber match because he's up two It's on an F finish. You know what I mean? Like as we it's like still to a call finish. It. Like, you know what I mean? If you did a, a third match, it's like if even if Brian Danielson wins, Jericho beat him twice. So like what? But he cheated. <laughs> he cheated. Still counts. Bastard. It's still written in the record books as Jericho 2, Danielson 0. Zero. Jericho's an asshole. <laughs> no, I mean, just like regardless, I'm like, get Paul Turner out of these matches too because I'm like, he's the one ref that's forever taking bumps and getting hurt and... That's when the shenanigans happen. Please, like, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the shit happening. So I wonder where but, um, I wonder where Danielson also, goes from here, though. Also, that should be noted. Paul Turner was the referee in this match. Yes, the first Aubrey time. Edwards. That was the was first not time refereeing a Jericho match. And it was like forty. It was like forty-four matches. First time that Jericho didn't have Aubrey as a referee. I don't know what the issue. I don't know what the. Like, maybe, what was the occasion? Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know what exactly or why exactly did that, but hey, it's a cool stat. Um, I should, like I don't know where where do you go with Brian Danielson from here? Is he still part of the storyline? Are going to continue? Like why? If he's still part of the storyline, what's he going to do? Oh, there's definitely more storyline to it because now they're going to have to have like you know Danielson coming after Garcia again. Like what the hell was that? Like I thought we had something going yeah. on and. You know, they are definitely going to play the long-term storytelling route with this. And I don't think necessarily that Jericho has Garcia exactly where he wants him. I think that there's more to the story than meets the eye. So. All right. We'll see then. And then uh, we rest assured. We moved on to our regularly scheduled programming women's match right after that. Uh, We had Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker versus Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida. Um, Great tag team match. Fantastic. Interesting that she got the win over Baker here. I was like, oh, I really thought, I know like, I know like you, you can't really have the champ lose, but she still could have taken a pin. I thought that Baker would get the win over, you know, girls that Soraya brought to the ring, right? To try to build Britt up. To me, it was strange that Britt lost clean to Sheeta. I was like, well, that's interesting. They're building this build with her, with Britt and Soraya mm. to be full, the full gear match. What does this do to Britt? Like, she just lost. Like, if, if Soraya's back next week, what, how do you build this? <laughs> like, I don't, I mean, I don't think it necessarily does anything to Britt per se. Like, as you see, like, for next week, they have the, they're now building towards Tony. I don't, I don't want to say building towards because it's not really a build. But they're moving towards Sheeta versus Tony Storm for the for the title next week. So that I think is in essence why they let Sheeta get the okay. pin 
I don't know why they let her get the pin over Britt versus right. letting her get it over Jamie. But also, I don't necessarily feel great about Jamie always being the fall guy either. You know what they um, could have done? And it would have made sense is like if maybe Jamie or Britt accidentally elbowed Jamie in the face or something. And that, you know, she turned around into like a finisher to Sheeta's and that's how Sheeta beat Jamie. Yeah, to kind of keep planting the seeds yeah. because I know that they've had to get away a little bit from that storyline with the tension between Jamie and Britt because of injuries and things like that. But I think that they should kind of still drop those little crumbs for yeah. us and, and you know, kind of keep that storyline alive too with yeah. the little bit of dissension there. Yeah, Senator, I don't think they should. They, didn't, they really didn't need to protect Jamie. They, I don't think they, she's in a spot to be protected. Yeah, she's getting over with the crowd, but she's not in need of protecting right now. You, you don't need to protect Jamie right now. She could have taken an L and you could have done it something like that. Or if maybe Reba fucked up and screwed over Jamie, right? Does something. Maybe she tried to help her and Reba fucked up and cost, you know, cost them the match. It just, it was weird to see Britt take a pin clean in this case. Yeah. It, it, it is odd, especially because we're so accustomed to Britt being a very highly protected person in the company. Um, and because she's in a high profile yeah. storyline, not necessarily you wouldn't, you're not losing anything. If she doesn't lose clean, that's what we're saying is if she lost clean, sure. But she's, it, we're trying to say that she should, she could have lost, but not clean at all. Had Brit or Reba fuck her over by, you know, quote unquote accident some way. Now would have been fine. That, that would have, you know, it's just, it's, it's odd that Brit took an L here clean. It's just, it looked like just the, what they, based on what they've done the last couple of weeks, right? The, the whole Unless, story was Soraya and Britt, they're building this, and all of a sudden now just Britt takes an L? Unless the intention is for Soraya to throw it in her face. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like play that up. They, and I hope like, they go well, that direction. You just then. freaking took, you know, you just yeah. took a loss to Sheeta. Like, really, are you as tough as you say you are? And then she kind of has to like come back and, you know what I mean? Like, they could. I just want to say. Well, now you're, a, you're handcuffed, a, though. You're handcuffed into doing that. Because if yeah, you don't do an, that, this will look bad in the end. On another note, we were very fearful because of the timing that the women were only going to get like five minutes for their match because of how long the, the Jericho Danielson match ran over. And we knew we still had to get the Orange Cassidy and Pac, Pac match. And we were like, Jesus Christ, they're really going to only give the women like five minutes for their match. So I think they got like 10 minutes maybe with entrances, which is still like, eh. but you know what? It's not atrocious in the grand scheme of things like we thought it was going to be. So I'm like, again, I hate to like seem like we're just saying like, oh, we're going to accept crumbs and think that this is like, you know, great <laughs> stuff. But relatively speaking, I think that that should be like viewed as like, some level of improvement because they could have gone that route and really cut from this match. I don't know what the attended a lot of time was, but I'm glad to see that they really didn't shy away from giving them the time that they could have to have a decent match. So, cause like I said, that was, that was a fear of mine that they really were not going to get any time whatsoever because of the time slot that they fell into. But I think overall, the match itself was really good. And shout out to your girl, Jamie Hayter, because that woman is a star. I know we've been saying it, but if they don't put her on the title traje trajectory, wow, that word is uh, <laughs> complicated. But if they don't put her on track, thank you. That's an easier word. 
for a title run sometime soon, they're they're missing the boat because she she is it. Yeah. Yep. I could not agree more, Jackie. Um, but uh, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. Um, uh, Soraya couldn't be there because she had prior to go, uh, obligations in the UK, so she flew over back home. She had a couple of shows uh, with her own family over in the UK, which is really cool to see. So that's why she wasn't on AEW Dynamite this week. I'm sure she'll be back next week, and uh, you know they'll continue this uh, this build. Clearly, that's what looks like what we're going towards is at full gear. It's going to be. Uh, uh, Sorry, Soraya and Britt Baker. I was going to say Soraya and Jamie Hayter, which I down the line, I'm sure we're going to get that match, and it's going to be great. Um, so we also have the main event where we had uh, Pac taking on uh, Orange Cassidy for the mid all. I was going to say Mid-Atlantic, the All-Atlantic <laughs> Championship, whatever it's called now. You know, the, I'm not going to get into that. Um, but yeah, this was an interesting match. It was a great match. These two have... Really great in-ring chemistry. We've seen that in the few matches that they've had. Um, Pac was the first match in AEW that Orange Cassidy had for a singles match. Um, and this was awesome. What a way, what a main event. And it ended with Orange Cassidy winning, which shocked me. I didn't think they were going to pull the trigger. I know a lot of people saw, thought because this was the main event, it was going to happen. Sure enough, it did. Orange Cassidy's first singles belt in AEW is the All-Atlantic Championship. Oh, excuse me. They had a really cool finish. Had the best friends come out. Um, the, the, uh, was it the, the confetti? That's what I'm getting at. The orange confetti. And yeah, it was a fantastic match. Great ending. And something you guys didn't see is what I saw after when it went off air. Um, so Orange Cassie got actually got on the mic and he told the crowd, he's like, you know, he thanked the crowd and he's like, oh, you know, you guys know I don't like to carry things. So bring out my backpack, and you know he's he was that was his thing in the Indies. He used to carry around that the backpack at the orange shoes. His titles in it. Guess who comes out and carries the backpack over to him? None other than Chris Statlander. <laughs> so Statlander oh, came out, which was man. a surprise. That was cool to see. Um, she still had like her uh, her leg uh, wrapped up, and then <laughs> um. She's she's getting it up into the ring, and they're like, hey, Orange Cassidy's like, whoa, 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 slow, slow down, Stanley. Don't you, it's, 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 or no, she's like, he's like, hurry up, Stanley. It's not like you're hurt or anything or something like that. I, I kind of forget what he said. Um, but yeah, it was uh, really cool to see that uh, she got to walk to the ring. wasn't in crutches, so that's a good sign for her, right? She's walking around now. She's in a walking boot, but. Uh, She's uh she was there, so she came down, and brought the backpack over to Orange Cassidy, and looks like Orange Cassidy is going to be bringing back his backpack, and that's how he's going to carry the Mid Atlantic title, so our Mid Atlantic All Atlantic title. But uh, I thought it was a great match, Jackie. I know you probably thought thought so too. It always is with these two, and Pack is just like an unfreaking believable talent like the things that he is able to do in the ring are just they shouldn't be allowed they shouldn't be capable like he shouldn't be capable of a man his body type just throwing caution to the wind he's just like he's one of a kind and i will always heap praise onto him and he should have been the first 
to hold that title. Congratulations to him. I'll always th I'll always throw that respect on him. But going into this match, I said, if Orange Cassidy gets to lose another one of these title opportunities, so help me God, <laughs> I will flip everything on this damn desk because not again. Like, you cannot do this to this man. You cannot put him in another situation to potentially win a belt and then have for what? For him to lose again? That's like, his thing. I was like, just, that's his stick. He, no. he just loses title matches. That's what he's, that's his thing, you know? No, I was like, not again. Like, not, not tonight. Not tonight. Um, but, you know, they have historically produced some of the best matches in AEW history. Um, which people in the peanut gallery can say whatever they want about orange Cassidy. But when push comes to shove, that man delivers in these matches and this was no different. So main event, orange Cassidy becomes all Atlantic champion, orange Cassidy. And I know that there were plenty of people all over social media for all the naysayers. There were plenty of people that were very, very happy about this moment and were celebrating for him. Oh yeah. They're crowding. I, yeah, it was crazy. I think it was a really great moment and, um, no, the match completely delivered. And, um, despite the fact that, Again, it was on the shorter end, again, for where it was, you know, it fell in the time slot. Um, despite the time constraints, they delivered in the match. So shout out to them. And Pac was a great champion, but now it's it's Orange Cassidy's yeah, time, baby. He still is a champion, technically. Also, shout out to Frankie Bebop in chat. For Frankie Bebop. I had to do it earlier. But uh, yeah, technically, he's still a champion. He still is one half of the, or a third a of third the trios champions. Um, but yeah, great main event. That was a fantastic dynamite crowd was hot throughout. They are even loud for AW dark. It was such a great event. Awesome to be there live for it. Um, and rampage looks like a pretty good show. We got, uh, your boys FTR and Sean Spears pinnacle getting back together to face Brian cage in the gates of agony, which is con and the other guy. I always forget his name. Um, John Moxley and Claudio Casanoli are going to take on the Butcher and the Blade, which is really cool. That should be a good tag team match. Um, we also have, sorry, I just had it here. So Jericho, I guess, and Daniel Garcia are going to speak. So we're going to hear what they have to say. Uh, we also have Nyla Rose taking on uh, Anna JAS, and Ethan Page taking on Isaiah Cassidy one-on-one. -on -one. So Ethan Page getting a hometown welcome as well. Sure, he's going to get a big pop. And Nyla Rose, speaking of pops, Nyla Rose pops me right now because she stole the TBS belt away from Jade and she's going around holding the TBS championship. And she was in one of the malls in Canada the other day and she tweeted, there's a store up here called Dynamite. So she tweeted a picture of the outside the store going, all right, Jade, I'm here. Where are you at? <laughs> Nyla is consistently one of the most entertaining people on the roster. And... The fact that she is not utilized more in any capacity. I know that, like, you know, maybe you can't have her wrestle all the time, but give that woman, a, like, a microphone. Give her her own show. She should be running something. the AW Twitter account. To just give her, like, you know, like, the way that R RJ City has his, you know, yeah. AEW, something like that, because, my God, like, just the gift of being the wittiest person, just freaking effortlessly funny. Please just like give Nyla the world. Yeah. I, I think she should be running the AW social media account. Just saying she'd make that the most followable thing. It, it would be amazing. Cause she, her on social media 
is a, the great. If you don't, I don't know how you're not following Nyla Rose yet, but follow her on Twitter because she is the best follow ever. Guaranteed to make you laugh every single day. Um, but yeah, that's going to wrap it up, Jackie. I really have nothing else, but we're going to get into the end show here. We're going to talk about one thing first. Um, we're going to talk about this, ladies and gentlemen. Guess what's happening? A charity stream for some friends of ours, and especially Jackie here, family members. There's Frankie Bebop. She's in it. I see her. She's right there. <laughs> Frankie Bebop. Frankie Bebop. There's Nate and a good friend of ours, Hemp UT. They're doing a fundraiser stream and on weekends in November, folks. There's going to be prizes and giveaway. Hemp UT and friends, it's called. They're going to be playing Fortnite, Jackpot Games, uh, draw so Drawsaurus. I don't know if I can say that right, but all draw the draw Drawsaurus. <laughs> but all the proceeds are going towards Nate's surgery fund. So make sure you guys check it out and follow Hempute on Twitch. That's where it's all going to be going down. Twitch.tv slash Hempute. That is E-H-E-M-P-U-T-E-E for our audio listeners who need to know. Um, but yeah, uh, all proceeds and stuff are going to go to uh, Nate Surgery Fund. So go make sure you're checking out Hempute during the month of November. So Jackie, I know we talked before the show. Um, yes, we did. Producer who couldn't produce what we want to do in the chat. It's not letting me because I can't log into stream. Elements. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. Well, how are we going to do this then? I have no idea. Oh, oh, boy. If I had known earlier than that, <laughs> probably could have tried to do something. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Wait, no, we're we're going to. I could if you want. Out. And if people all on here have Twitter. I can send out a tweet and have people like and retweet it. And I know a site that you can do a rant. I don't know if we can draw the winner on Twitter. You can draw um, it in a separate video maybe after. <laughs> no, because I don't, I don't see. Okay. Here's the thing. All right. Before let's, let's clarify. Yeah, this. So people know what we're so, talking about here. Yes. I wanted to do a giveaway for our loyal listeners because I love y'all. I love y'all that show up uh, basically weekly on the uh, Elite POV live streams. Um, and I wanted to do a giveaway of a $25 uh, Shop AEW card. And usually what we're able to do during the streams is a Streamlab thing where you'll do like an exclamation mark uh, command, like yeah. exclamation mark ticket. And you'll be entered uh, into a randomizer. You keep. I'm going to try and, it one more time and try one more thing, Jackie. You keep discussing that, and I'll see if I can get it. Yes, done. and I would be able to just randomly select a name of a person who's in the chat, and I want it to be somebody who is in this chat tonight. I don't want it to be open to just anybody who follows the account because I think it should be, you know, open to the people who actually show up. That's just me. Um, what I could do is you know, take a screenshot or something of the people that are here because I do have y'all on Twitter and do a randomizer on a different site and then just notify you via DM and say like, hey, you won and I'll send you the code because I would like to give somebody yeah, something. It's not working. I don't know. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Streamlabs, you're a jerk. Sorry. Um, hold on now. I can. 
No, there's more than Don't one. Don't shame me. I cat. had no notice of this. I she literally told me as the countdown was happening for the podcast. Who's shaming you? I ain't shaming you. I'm shaming you. Ascending the chest ain't shame on me. I, I had no idea this was even happening until don't the you countdown. Sh- don't you shame Kyle. How dare you? <laughs> well, shame her. <laughs> give you free stuff. You're on the show. We're give you're helping us give away. <laughs> giving you anything, Phil. Anyways, while she's doing that, I'm going to talk about, guys, our Patreon page, patreon.com slash elite POV. We do have a Patreon page, and we still plan on putting content up there. I know how slow we are with uploading content to that, but thank you to everyone who supports the podcast each and every single month. Multiple tiers for you guys, $1, $5, $10, and $20 tiers for all y'all. We do have a merch store as well, ElitePOVMerch.com, which is currently being updated uh, with new merch designs. I'm currently making the the new merch design that we talked about last week, the, uh, uh, what was it, the... it's like we don't scissor stranger shirt so that'll be on there as well as some other shirts Uh, but elitepovmerch.com which i think uh, currently right now i know it's not working so give us a bit maybe the weekend and we'll get that up and running again because i figured earlier this week if we figured out earlier this week that uh, it wasn't working so we'll get that back up and running but uh, yeah elitepovmerch.com make sure you guys are following the twitter account the Twitter account is at all, or sorry, at Elite POV. Um, that's twitter.com slash Elite POV. You guys can follow that for all updates concerning the podcast. You can follow myself at Real, or Real, I used my old one, at All Elite Kyle. Man, I'm all over the place today. All Elite Kyle. See, it's it's weird. I'm not used to, pro, like, I'm used to just producing and not hosting, and then when I have to switch back, I'm all over the place. You're um, doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> and uh, Jackie, you can tell them. Or tell everybody how to follow you. You can follow me on Twitter at loveyoumake24. And you can follow me on Instagram at jacksadrawpov. And just so you know, I have taken a screenshot of the people who are in the chat tonight. So I will find a way. Don't you worry. Somebody in the chat tonight will be getting a DM from me. You know what? Well, you know, me and Jackie will record something off air here of us picking one of them. I'll, I'll, I'll go to a website where it picks a random name and we'll, uh, we'll at least have a video recording for you guys. So there you go. Yes. Um, but other than that, guys, thank you guys all for tuning in, whether on the YouTube side or the Twitch side, to another episode of Elite POV. Remember, all audio podcasts are available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're getting your podcasts. Search up Elite POV. will be available there for you guys to listen on audio after these shows are done. Thank you guys all. We love all y'all. We'll see you next week. And remember, you don't need a hat to be a cowboy. Scissor me, Daddy Phil. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, that's where I'll always be Oh, no.